Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you're joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making the show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Just confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Dad's disease. Explain it me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it me. <laughs> Every day I dream about the Bass Pro Pyramid. Cause one day I dream that I'll be at the Bass Pro Pyramid. Do you want to come to the Bass Pro Pyramid? They play the news footage from 9-11 at the Bass Pro Pyramid. During your bowling game. <laughs> yep. Worry about who's beating you at bowling when you're playing at the Bass Pro Pyramid. I wish I didn't watch this movie last night. It was two hours and 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. I have no idea what the fuck this movie is about. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, can you guess by the title? It's about a gate. Wrong. It's Don't about worry. the number nine. No, I mean, no. It's not like the number 23. And me. The number 23 and me. It's when Jim Carrey uh, uses a book written by Top Secrets <laughs> to use to find his lost siblings. And his uh, alleged uncle murderer serial killer. Shout out to Suffolk County! <laughs> <laughs> they got the Gilgo Beach murderer today. Murder. Can you imagine you wake up? I mean, your kids aren't in school, so you don't have to take your kids to school. You just wake up, there's a shit ton of cops on your block. Did you see footage from it? No, I thought you were going to say because you are the killer, and they're, like, coming to your house. Oh, no, you just wake up in the like, morning, the and you're like, The best part of waking up is your next door neighbor getting arrested for murder. <laughs> they're getting fucked. <laughs> Excuse me, officers, I know what I'm being charged for, but I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> Uh, are you on the train to Manipulation Station? <laughs> no, excuse me. I'm on the Hot Mess Express pulling into Dysfunction Junction. <laughs> That's a quote from Bad Girls Club. What have I been watching for the last two months? Bad Girls Club. Every season is free on Tubi. Yeah, and then I wanted to watch more of it and Donna didn't let me. But then she I'm proceeds sorry. to watch another three seasons without me. I'm not, this is not a show that we're watching. First of all, we're not married. We don't sleep in bed together. I don't wake up next to you. I don't so, need to be waiting to watch a show with you. Also, so I you was watching it. you could have told me that you were continuing to fucking watch it. I, <laughs> so I would have been like, okay, have you heard that Colleen Ballinger is now apparently trying to sue people for playing her high apology, not apology video? She oh, copyrighted you said, you the said, song. You said high apology. So I thought you meant that like she was high when she did the video. No, the video is called high. Just called yeah. high yeah. She copyrighted it? That's yeah. a bitch. Oh, sorry. That's a bitch move yeah. to do because she doesn't want people replaying it. In there. <laughs> so she's been doing copyright strikes on everybody. 
I'm going to say something a little controversial, I guess. I don't think that she was grooming children. Like, everyone keeps saying you basically groom children, you were grooming children. That is not what a groomer is. A groomer is doing something specifically to get... I was thinking get... about this last night. I'm glad we're on the same page. All right, you might cut this because this, contra- this is a controversial... I don't care. T- Listen, there's this it, one it, person that's, like, very prevalent in the whole thing, and they made a video and they said, like, she groomed me. I'm like, how? Like She yeah. wasn't trying to have a sexual relationship with these children. She was just being an idiot and an asshole and being like, it's going to be funny when I ask 12-year-olds, like are they virgins? Like, I'm an adult and they're going to think I'm cool or whatever. I mean, she was like, definitely being inappropriate with mm-hmm. these people. She's being inappropriate sure, with I children. Wouldn't, I wouldn't call it grooming. It's not. You know, Drake texting Millie Bobby Brown when she's 12, year old, 12 years old telling her how to, like, get her boyfriend to do certain sex things on her, I'd call that grooming because you're trying to get her to do something in a sexual manner that you want her to do. That's grooming. I don't think she was grooming anybody. I just think that she's a moron like i literally think that if anything her brother was trying to groom people oh yeah (laughs) that's different he's he's got problems he was like my parents told me not to be on the internet anymore and h3 was like you know that's a problem when your parents have to tell you not to be on the internet and he's older than hers 40 now yeah are you ready for a movie that make no sense Oh, it's one of those. Oh, oh, I can't. <laughs> it's one thing, at least if it's interesting. This movie was boring as hell. And then on top of that, it sucked. It made no sense. But we're jumping way too into this right now because we haven't even introduced the show or who we are. My um, name's Donna and me. I was born at 837 in the... What? But, okay, <laughs> all right. My social security number is... 444-4444. You know, it's funny you mentioned 666. Is this a movie about Shaitan? Shaitan. Oh, God. Is it? Is it about, like, the nine levels? It's not nine levels, but of hell? Like, purgatory and then whatever that no. else fucking comes? No, you Trust me, you won't know what this is about. But don't worry. Let me tell you about that in a second after I say, welcome to... Explain to me. A podcast where two women... Schwammin'. Talk about a movie and plot that's very confusing, and the twist is one of us has to be drunk to do it. Both of us. Well, yeah, but we try to stick... We never stick to the rules. Anyway... <laughs> What this, are is just, this is just an excuse for us. Well, I will say that my friend, my confidant, my partner in crime, she has to drink Hawaiian with salsa because it's too strong if, if she doesn't. But I'm drinking it straight like an adult woman. Okay, anyone who likes spritzers, just throw yourself off of a fucking bridge. <laughs> it's not a spritzer. Don't you have to have like beer or vodka first? No, beer. Be- yeah, No, wine it is wine. Beer. No, no, I know it's wine. Okay. How are you doing, Stephanie? Fine. I guess it's better than not good, so I'll take it. I guess. Uh, I am also fine as wine. Um, fine as wine? Mm-hmm. Oh, Donna's getting fucked up. I'm not trying um, to get super fucked up because this movie is not... There, I'm not going to lie to you. There were things I didn't write down because I did not spell it, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's a first. I mean... Don't you just, like, try? It was Italian names. Okay, so... Like, old-ass Italian names. Just let me tell you what the movie is. Okay, well, hold on. Before we get into it, my movie that you will hear before this episode, (laughs) it was kind of boring, but also wasn't at the same time. That's weird. So I think we gotta... We gotta really work hard on these. Yeah, Yeah, both of these. Put a... Put it's gonna be our a hard whole day of work for free. Pussy soul into this pussy episode. Soul. Yeah. And your episode. 
I'll save some of my pussy soul for your episode. Oh, I won't use it all for this episode. Uh, a sprinkle or a drizzle? Or no, a bucket? Yeah, a, little bit, a bucket. A, a quarter of a cup of pussy soul, I think, is I, enough. Wait, okay, I need at least like 48%. Come on. 48? Yeah. You put more than half how into about, yours. How about, uh, I'll do 60-40. Okay, I'll take that. All right, good. Jesus Christ. All right, so you know what we're doing today? I'm going to say it now for everybody who doesn't know. We are doing 1999's Oh, The Ninth Gate. When was first 9-11 happen? What? 93? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was 93. <laughs> For those who don't know, I don't know how you would have known this, the Twin Towers have been attacked previously than the uh, final attack in 2001. <laughs> final attack. <laughs> Where the basement was bombed of the one of the buildings. Did you know that they had an underground basement? <laughs> yeah. They had a parking lot? I didn't know that. <laughs> Why were we talking about 9-11? I said 1999. Yeah, two years before. I always uh. got to think, listen, I want to know where this is in history. If there's airplanes, I got to know how the airports war. War? war? <laughs> the war at the airports. You ready for uh, a shocking revelation? Because I knew of this movie before. I knew it sucked, but I'd never seen it. I'm glad you picked it. Do you know who directed this film? I don't even know what this movie is about. You're right. It's a... Uh... Your Polish tata, Roman Polanski. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that reaction. And there's a fun trivia fact. Can't wait. That has to do with a lot of things about him. Yeah. Uh, and where he at? Yeah. What's his address? He's in Europe. P.O. Box. Never coming back to America. Well, no shit. <laughs> I know. Listen, I don't condone what he did. Unless but... he's just like, you know what? I want to die in prison. All right. So he directed this movie. He also cool. apparently co-wrote it because I'm going to tell you right now. There's three writers attached to this movie, but one of them I think oh, wrote no. the book because <laughs> this movie's based on a book. Okay. So the writers are Arturo Perez Reverte. He is the writer that of... That was so white. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Pay raise. I did <laughs> I didn't say it like that. You fucking slut. Like, how dare you? Donna's been very mean to me today. <laughs> Fuck you. She told me she doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> then we have Enrique or your your Bizu. Your B or Bizu. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And but then we got my favorite, John Brown John. <laughs> These are all the writers. They all did nothing other than this movie. Like they did other movies that I've never heard of. Some foreign, so never seen them. So there's four. Three. Well, you said Polanski also worked on. He co he helped co he helped he helped you co the movie. Apparently, he helped co-write it while they were turning it into a screenplay. But this is already too bad. <laughs> <laughs> is this movie confusing? Yes. Great. Are you ready for a question? Hit me. Would you? No. Be interested? No. In reading a book about written by lucifer himself fuck yeah <laughs> okay this if you lucifer, answered that too quick if lucifer is the lucifer from the show lucifer it's not <laughs> have you watched that show no it's Beelzebub from the flesh it's not Do my man's uh i was watching it and he was like this show is so fucking stupid i'm like it's so funny <laughs> he loves a cop <laughs> He's just this misunderstood. Is, oh my god. This is the evil of all evil. Like the utmost, you can't get uh -huh. more evil than uh -huh. the devil. I don't believe in this okay, shit. I'm but not your dad I'm who left the exorcism, <laughs> exorcist in the movie theater. No, he didn't. He never went to go see it. He, he was like, it didn't who seem scary. Out? My mom's best friend vomited and they had to go out. 
Okay, I thought someone from walked it. out. I mean, or like, I know, out. like, stop watching it, like... You answered that way too quick. But, I mean, if that's... <laughs> if you and Lucy want to get down... Lucy with Lucy. The, with, the, with the downtown, Daddy you Lucy. do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm glad that's all right. That's solved. She's just at Barnes and Noble. I don't know why this would be in Barnes and Nobles, but he's got his own section of books written no. by, and then right next to it is God. This is this is this would be a book that's old as hell from like the 1600s. Is it wrapped in human skin? No, not no. But but it, it's still like the look of it is. It would, you would go to Barnes and Nobles and see all these new releases and then see this one old ass dirty book that looks like it belongs in a church. I highly doubt that Barnes and Noble would be selling a first edition. I said that. (laughs) All right. So movie opens to a man sitting. Maybe if I went to Strands. Okay. (laughs) We got heat on Strands. (laughs) Any non-Strands believer hit up Stephanie. (laughs) A man is sitting at his desk in his personal study writing a letter. And he, oh, he rich, rich. He has a red velvet. He's got like the green lamp on the desk. It's not on the desk. It's probably somewhere around the room. The room is huge. It's a whole library, and he's bigger than my apartment. Yes, oh, it is. (laughs) I'm sorry to say, I'm poor. It's okay. (laughs) As we see him writing this letter, he it pans down to the floor where there is like I want to say it was like a piano stool, but it was like leather with a red leather seat over it, it's, it's nicer than a piano stool. And it's not high. There's just a random bench. Stool. Or like something, like an ottoman, but fancier. So then we see above the stool, as the camera pans up, there's a noose hanging from the chandelier. Oh, fun. So uh, Grandpa gets up, packs it's his grandpa. note. He's an older man. He's in, he has you He's know, white hair. He's writing his suicide note. Yes, he is. He puts an envelope, leaves it on the desk. He goes over to the stool with Publish his... Publish Lucifer's book, please. <laughs> and thank you. Goodbye. He goes over to the stool with his monogram slippers. Love Pappy. They're blue with gold writing on them. And he gets up on the stool and he's just like kicking it a couple of times and then boom, he falls. Kapow. He 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 ta- he breaks his neck. I'm dead. You don't really suffocate. You just you break your neck. So, well eventually and if you don't break your neck. We cut to the next scene and we see a man in another <laughs> The next scene. <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> we see a man in another like library, but it's a personal library. But oh, fuck, I said library. It's a personal library. Library. I, library. Uh, I'm going to be saying that a lot. Library to the point where I'm going to fuck it up so many times because this this movie is about books and the devil. So it's a library. The main character is played by none other than Johnny Depp, and his name is Dean Corso. Oh, you didn't tell me who's in this movie. Oh, shit, I didn't. Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not going to know anyone else. Frank Langella. Can I look up the cast? <laughs> yeah. Frank Langella, Lena Olin, and Emmanuel Siegner, who is Roman Polanski's wife. The not dead one. Yeah. Th- wow, Stephanie. <laughs> so our main character, his name is Dean Corso. He is a book and rare collections e- evaluator. He evaluates people's rarities in their home. Okay. That's a job title. Well, I don't know what else to fucking call it. He's like it. an auctioneer type of... No. Movie. I know. Uh, he actually what, sells a between name for private it. sellers, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, he's in this library. He's talking to these two adults, um, uh, either siblings or Not a married sure. couple. Well, their father owns the library that they're standing in, and he recently had a stroke. So, they're saying, like, you know, he's probably not going to survive for long. He's sitting in the room. Like, he's in the wheelchair with them. So, you know, they bring... But he can't talk? No. They bring 
course Dean in. I'm just going to call him Dean to evaluate their collection. So he's walking around and oh, he's like Johnny Depp's character yes. is the evaluator. Yeah. You can look man. up what I know, it is. I'm looking okay. At it. <laughs> the book Money Does Man. Does the grandpa matter? What do you mean? Is a grandpa a character in, in no, this? No, no. Just this like is a, a random this shit. This is just the beginning. This describing is what he does as yeah, a job. Okay, yeah. cool. Great. Did you get the answer of what you call a book evaluator? No, I didn't Google it. Oh, I thought that's what you were Googling. No, I was looking at the cast. Oh. Hey Siri, what do you call someone who evaluates old shit? I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> okay, great. Hey Siri, oh, what God. do you call someone who... Here's what I found. <laughs> <laughs> My brain skipped. Uh, what the fuck? I don't know how to... Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> what? I can't even... I don't even know how to word the question. Are you serious? Well, no thanks to Siri. We figured it out. Well, yeah. Donna figured it out well, with Google. book appraiser, I guess. He tells this family, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take anything less for $500,000. He's like, in my opinion, the collection's worth around $600,000. They're trying to set... They're trying to sell their dying grandpa to him. He's not yet. Like, I'm, a, I'm an appraiser of grandparents. How much a human being costs? I'm a bio. Like, you know, there's a. you can actually calculate that. How okay, much a human right, life right, is okay. worth. All right. So anyway. I've been watching Suits recently. So anyway. <laughs> it's such garbage TV, but it's great for the background. He tells them this process will probably take about a month or two. And then he goes over to specific books. He says, this is highly valuable. I would hold on to this. And he's like, but this four volume book series of Don, Satan. of Don Quixote, he's like, this is probably worth nothing. You couldn't really get much for it. He's like, tell you what, how, tell about, you I, what? how about I take it off your hands for you? And then we pan to grandpa who's facing the other way from them. And he's clenching his, his knee. Like squeezing the so shit he, out of he it. So he had a stroke so bad he can't talk. He can't talk, but he still moves a little bit. And he's over here. He's ringing us. the bell. He's not, yeah. <laughs> so they were like, how much do you, how much would you, would you sell it for? And he's like. The, just the series. Yeah. He's like, how about, I have $4,000 on me. So they're like, jackpot. So I'll just take it off your hands yes. for nothing? Yes. As he's leaving, another book appraiser comes in. And they know each other, and they're giving each other, like, shit. punch each other in the face. No. Dean walks away. He goes to... By the way, this movie apparently takes place in New York. He goes to a friend of his who owns a rare book collection shop in in Manhattan. Okay. And the guy... Spoiler, it was shot in Canada. Not Canada, but... um, in guy. Uh, California, then. <clears throat> no, because Roman Polanski couldn't go to America. Oh, this was after already? Yeah. What time? I think early 90s or late 80s is when he, he drug and raped a 13-year-old. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Fun. fun. Good, good thing to have on your resume. So his friend's name is Bernie who owns this shop, and he goes to Bernie's shop, and Bernie says to him, I just got off the phone with whoever the other book appraiser was. I don't remember his name. He's like, he says you really stooped those those people and that you walked out of there with a four series don quixote collection worth i don't even know how much oh so basically he don't this is fucking what, lie this is what he does okay he, he he is a legitimate book appraiser but he also will do whatever he can to get like a specific thing yes and for however less he can get it for so then he can sell it for like you know well 
this fucking they should have given grandpa a bell <laughs> he lied to them about the entire price of their collection and basically fucked them but took the most valuable thing out of their hands what do you mean he fucked them on the he whole told collection? them that their whole collection was worth six hundred thousand dollars yeah and it's not worth that at all the second appraiser came in and, and broke the news to them like oh that it's got conned oh yeah and now they're trying <laughs> to sell it for double the price or whatever so we then see him go to a different building Okay. This is a fancier building. Gotcha. He walks in on a lecture about demons and literature. And the person... So it's a college campus? No, it's not a college campus. It's, it's a, just it's, a lecture? It's, it's a business building. For funsies. Yeah. But he's giving... A, this man's giving a lecture. The man is Frank Langella. His name is Boris Balkin. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah, giving yeah, a yeah, lecture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dean goes in. He sits in the back. He notices a woman sitting in the crowd. She's blonde and has like an army, a green army jacket on. This is Roman Polanski's wife. Got it. She doesn't have a name in this movie. M. Why M? Isn't her name Emanuela? Yeah. All right, fine. You want to call her M? I called her green eyes, but you know, whatever. Okay. We can call her M. Whatever you want. They clock each other. She turns away. It's the end of the lecture and Dean fell asleep. Everybody clears out of the room and balkan he went there to take a nap basically balkan goes up to him slaps him across the he's face. like i guess my work was very stimulating for you always ever tell you about the time that i fell out of a chair in my history class when i was in college and i blamed someone sitting next to me i'm so sorry if you know who you are it, you probably even don't know this exists but regardless i would lean back in the chair sometimes and i was balancing on the back of the legs and i fell asleep while i was doing that <laughs> And I fell. You're an idiot. And then I told the other person sitting next to me that they kicked my chair and it made me fall. <laughs> and they believed me. Very nice, Stephanie. Yeah, um, fun. You're going to hell. So, hey, good thing I bought Lucifer's book. <laughs> Gonna get it signed. <laughs> God. They get into an elevator, and he has to punch in a code under the normal elevator buttons to, go to, to like get the to the penthouse. This, this floor, I thought okay. it was a, yeah, it's up because I was like, it's in the basement, but there's a skyline, whatever. Yeah, the garage penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Dean has come there because Balkan has a business proposition for him, and they're kind of being combative with each other. And Balkan's like, "You don't like me, do you?" And he's like, "It's not about like this is a business at the end of the day, and I'm only here for the money." I'm not here to suck your dick. Yeah. So they enter Balkan's private collection, and it's like glass. It's like Jeffrey Star's vault for his bags. <laughs> no. It looks like a library with um bookcases but cool they're all they're all glass so you can see through them and he has like hundreds of these old editions okay and he's explaining like this is the most you know coveted collection in the world i have all of the first editions of some of the most valued books in the world except that Do it would have been he sits in the middle of that room and jacks off why hence the glass why? Why wouldn't the whole room just be a vault? Why do you have to Why have all have the bookcases? Okay. Uh, I feel like rich people get off on shit that they own. Because at that point, what else is it for? Um, okay. <laughs> so, where was I? <laughs> um, he's like, all of these books have the same protagonist, the devil. 
So all of these books have to do with what? Satan. Okay. Yeah. These Is are the... there a pentagram in the middle of the <laughs> fucking room? Like the fuck? Yeah. No. <laughs> these are the rarest and choicest editions of these books and only one book is missing. So this is when he now takes Dean into a, a private room that's like, I don't know, it looks like Beauty and the Beast, like when Beast has the rose in that one wing. <laughs> So um, it's just a room with a table right in the middle. He goes over to it and Dean says out loud, the ninth gate of the kingdom of shadows. This book was written in 1666. Huzzah. In Venice. Why couldn't you just say 666? Because it was 1666. Okay. Because maybe in 600, maybe in 666, they weren't doing shit that they were doing in 1666. Well, they should have figured out how to do shit. Well, you know. Uh, where was I? Okay, this book was written by a man whose name starts with A and ends in a T. I don't know what it is because I don't remember. It's Adolf. A t- <laughs> His last name is where is what they refer to him as. Um, I'm gonna call him Tartufo because I don't remember his last name. All right. Is he Italian? Yes, you said it was written in Venice. Venice yes. Yes, right. he was Italian. So maybe it's fitting. All right. So, but I really am just thinking of Mr. that delicious coffee ice cream treat that I used to get at an Italian restaurant. There are three known editions that survived his killing because he was burned at the stake for writing this book. And the fire was started with his books? I don't know. That's very specific. If you want to make an origin story, be my guest. You know but what? I, that's creative. They should have done it. What else did they have to do? They didn't have fucking TV. There were no podcasts back then. Can you imagine two people just sitting in the square? (laughs) This week we saw Moses get flogged. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Welcome to Explain the Village. Okay, so there are three known editions that survived the burning of these books. Balkan has one. There are two other very well-known collectors who have the other two in Europe. Balkan claims that only one of the editions can be authentic. There's no way that the other two are as well. Why? So because it's difficult to recreate books of that age and so so they're fakes he's saying he thinks yes that they are okay he says to dean i want to hire you to go to europe to find these books and compare them to the copy that i have because i believe that the copy i have is the authentic one but i need to know for sure spoiler alert the one he has is not the authentic one the other two editions that exist one is in portugal and one is in france gotcha he's like i'm gonna pay you a shit ton of money he doesn't say it like that even if you have that's to- what it says on the check shit ton of money back up he the money is important but isn't it always <laughs> The other part to this is that he wants Dean to get the authentic copy if his copy is not the authentic copy. So and he's, he's like, how do you want Indiana me to do Jones that? Swap it? He wants him to steal it, yes. And he's like, I don't do illegal work. He's like, come on, you always do illegal work. He's like, not that illegal. And that's when he's like, I will pay you a large sum of money. He's like, here's a beginning. A lump sum. Here's a beginning start because this will cover like his airfare and shit like that. And he's like, and then when you get back, there'll be even more. I'll give you two grand to travel <laughs> and then another two because that's what it's worth. Do you know how much this is going to cost? Even though and it's he's priceless. Like, shit, 50 bucks? <laughs> oh, I can in their get head, you. they're like, well, I was going to give you $50,000. But yes, I'll take $50. <laughs> I can get you 10 more bucks. Hold up. Kaylin, tell grandma to Facebook money me $5. Facebook money? <laughs> You can send money on Facebook now. Facebook money. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, so he goes to his apartment, uh, Dean. Meta bills. And he puts a TV dinner in the microwave. He's drinking. Is it a hungry man? A lot. I don't know. Those are the best. He's drinking a lot of liquor. 
and he's looking at this book because obviously he's able to take the book so it's a black leather that's book. so stupid i think this is the real one but take it <laughs> It's a, well, he has to compare it. It's a black leather book with a star in the middle. Not a pentagram. It's not a pentagram. And it's, it's not the Star of David? No. It's, was um Lucifer Jewish too? Who fucking knows? Do you know the origin story of Satan? Yeah, he was an a fallen angel. Well, he Before is. he was a fallen angel, he was an he angel. He was the angel. He was an angel, and he, uh, what is it, fought against God and his ideas. And so he wouldn't com he wouldn't omit to whatever God. Yeah. Sky Daddy was like, we're doing Sky this. Daddy didn't want to give Lucifer his lunch money, so <laughs> he was like, bitch, get your own world. He kicked him out of the, the gate, the, the kingdom of heaven. And then oh, Lucifer oh, was like, specific? I found property somewhere else <laughs> and it's really good um, for the price. I, I found basement garage par property. <laughs> property. Property. Get out my property. He is opening this book and reading it while smoking. Do you see a problem with that? Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's not the first time it's going to happen. The next day, he decides to go see the widow of the man who hung himself. His last name was... Teffler or Telfer. I think it's Telfer. That you got it, right? Okay, okay. yeah. Right. Telfer, Telfler, whatever, doesn't fucking matter. Mr. T hung himself. Why is he going to see his widow? Well, we're gonna find out right okay, now. Okay, tell me. All right. <laughs> this man used to own the book that Balkan now has. He sold it to Balkan. Okay. Right Let before me he guess, died. He actually. killed himself because of this book. You know, that's never explained, but you know, I'm gonna go with that. So <laughs> I mean might as well, if it's part of the story. No, it's I I you know what? Don't worry about it. So <laughs> he's gonna steal some of his books, tell no. his fucking <laughs> widow wife hard time Hey, here. this book is worth five dollars. Take it off your hands. He goes to see the widow because he wants to know where they got the book. She's like shocked. Because she was like, I didn't know my husband sold this book. This was one of his most prized possessions. He, he was obsessed with, with this book. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. She asks him, like, what What are you, some kind of book detective? That sounds like a better job title to me, honestly. Yeah, I'm a BD. I'm so a BD. She, so she tells him that they got the book in Spain years ago when they were vacationing there. At an antique store. Sure. Or at a bookstore. I don't know. She's like, uh, you want to see his office? And she's like, he's like, okay. So they go to his study and uh, she's like, he, I found out he died because the maid was screaming bloody murder the morning they found him because he hung himself at the night. Dina's she's like, monsieur, here's your profile. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. Hold on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> maid Donna losers. You always are. <laughs> Her name is Liana, but sometimes I just The don't. maid or the wife? The wife. Okay. Dean asks her, um, did your husband any, ever do any, like, kind of rituals with this book? And she's like, no, he wasn't insane. Yes, he put his fleshlight in the middle of the book and just <laughs> fucked the book. She did say that he was acting very strange the days before his suicide. And he tells her that the book was designed to raise the devil. Because apparently that's what it's for. Man, 1666. Oh, okay. yeah. I forgot to mention this. Donna is reading her own notes. <laughs> oh, wait, they're not big. Hold on. <laughs> That's my problem. I forgot to mention this. Balkan asked Dean if he had ever heard of the, I'm not going to pronounce this right, <laughs> Delomelanicon. Delomelanicon? De, 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 de I don't know. If, if you've ever heard of the DeLorean? <laughs> Delomelanicon? Delomelanicon. I don't know. So this is a book written by Satan himself. The book it's, that This is known. <laughs> no, this is This fake. is known. <laughs> The book that this he... This is the way. The book... My queen! 
he done? Yeah. The book that he has was based on that. This it was written by Tartufo, who was you so know. this is uh, the second book in the series. Yeah, how do you know? Dean said he heard of it, but he thought it was a myth. <laughs> so Balkan is like, it's not a myth because some of the writing in that book is in. The, this book, The Ninth Gates of the Kingdom of Shadow of Heaven. I don't know. It's just The Ninth Gate. We'll call it that. So, <laughs> Shadow of Heaven. So that's why I was saying that Dean says to Liana, this book was created to raise the devil. But only half the devil because it's the second edition. Stop it's saying that. Stop. It's not. You need both books to fully summon so, uh, Jesus Luciferus. Oh, my God. You take too long pauses and my brain works within <laughs> that gap, so... <laughs> He gets into a cab to leave, and he sees a man on the grounds of Liana's mansion smoking. He just notices him because he's, like, weirdly staring at him. He then goes to the library, the really famous one in New York, to do research, where you can only go if you can do, if you're doing research, and... If you know how to do research. Or if you're a writer. It's like that, re- it's that famous library. I, yeah, okay. All right, cool. Um, and he sees the same woman that he saw at the seminar earlier the blonde the day before yeah the blonde M, green eye he sees her behind a, he pulls a book out of the shelf and she's standing there like in front of this okay. space and he goes around the side and she's gone he looks around for her he doesn't see her he goes to sit down she's on top of the bookcase <laughs> what kind of creature is shorty <laughs> <laughs> so he then starts looking at other works of old books on satan and like studying this book that he now has and he takes his glasses off and he looks up on the second floor and I she's there better. She's there. She's standing on the second floor, staring down at him. And then he puts his glasses back on and she's gone again. You can't see her. I can't see her with my glasses. You can't see me. My time is now. He goes home to his apartment and as he's going to unlock the door, he notices the door is open already. Who's got my key? (laughs) His place has been completely fucking ransacked. Like, shit thrown all over the place. Things ripped apart. So then Dean goes to his dude, Bernie, and he tells him, and fills him in on what job this is and what it entails. How his he didn't tell him about his place getting rent. No, he does. Who's he Bernie? asks Bernie is the guy who owns a rare bookshop in the basement of an apartment building in Manhattan. That's not Boris. No, Boris is the man who hired him who to do plays this job. Bernie? Nobody. Okay. So he tells Bernie, like, listen, can I stash the book here because my place got ransacked and I have a feeling they'll come back. So Bernie's like, yeah, sure. I would think it'd be safer up my pussy, but you know, your store. Does Dean have a pussy? Everyone has a pussy. <laughs> okay. Your man has a pussy? Everybody has okay. a pussy. Everybody. As they're having this conversation, we see somebody standing outside of the window of the store as if they're like listening to this conversation. I don't know how they hear it because it's underground. The window is at his feet level, but whatever. Now we know somebody knows that the book has been relocated. Next scene, Dean is packing his bag because he's flying out tonight and his doorbell rings. Is he going to Portugal first or France? We'll get there. Don't worry. Don't ask questions like that. I want to know. I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's Liana. She needs to talk business with him, so he invites her in. He says, please sit down. She says she wants the book back, and he says, it's not mine to give it back to you. She's like, well, I'm sure for the, the right price you would do it. She's like, I have a lot of money. So It's not your money. It's your dead husband's money. <laughs> he does say, like, it seems very, like, thriller, detective-type movie shit you're throwing at me. He's like, "Are you? do you have something under your strap there? So she lifts her skirt to show her panties and garter, and she's like, nothing under... Yes, I got my strap she's like, on. I'm not packing heat, Um, but I am going <laughs> to... fuck you in the ass he comes over to give her the drink and he's standing crotch level to her fucking head 
and she like puts her hand on his chest and she stands up and they start making out and then they fall on her couch his couch sorry they fall on his couch and they're having they're having sex but we don't see them having sex like no sex scene unfortunately but we do see him lift her skirt and on her ass cheek she has a snake tattoo that kind of looks like a serpent in the bible or other biblical texts (laughs) automatically i'm just thinking of the don't tread on me snake (laughs) i was thinking of like from harry potter just on her ass cheek that tattoo they all have when oh yeah the snake around yeah. the so the wood i almost said sword the wand the wood the dick the sorter the, the sword the sword around the, the dick sorter. <laughs> after sex she looks through his shit she starts dumping his bag out on the floor is he taking a shower or no he's, he's laying right next to her she, oh, she's just rifling yeah, through yeah, his yeah. shit while he watches she's like where's the book and he's like uh i told you i don't have it or some shit like that and she's like, don't play dumb with me. And then she's I like... I only fucked you to get the book. Sorry. She says, don't fuck with me. And he says, I thought I already did that. Ayy. So then they start brawling. Uh, you know what's good after a good fucking... A good fighting. It's it matched energy. I'm literally just seeing him beat the shit out she's of her. She's scratching him and hitting him in the chest and biting him. And finally, she just picks up a fucking block... Bo- <laughs> A blocks? A bottle. She picks up a bottle and she smacks it over his head. When he comes to, he calls Bernie. And Bernie doesn't answer Bernie. the phone. So he gets in a taxi and he goes to his shop. It says his the shop? Sh- Bernie's shop. Bernie oh. has a bookshop. Jesus. I thought, I thought you were paying you, attention. I thought you meant... That was my chair. Sure. That was my chair. <laughs> I thought you mean... Me- me. Mine. Dean's shop. Dean doesn't have a shop. That's why I was confused. It says the shop is closed but the door is open. Dean walks in. He goes to the back and he sees Bernie hanging upside down by one foot on the staircase. Weekend at Bernie's. Bleeding. So yeah, this is this is the origin story of Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Dean's head is also bleeding because he bends down to like look to see if he has a pulse. His head is all bloody and shit. Dean's head is bleeding? Yeah, because he got hit in the head with a bottle. A liquor bottle. Oh, right. Fucking pussy. He goes upstairs and behind a painting there's like a hidey hole and that's where the book was stashed. So... Whoever came to look for the book to get the book didn't find it. Bernie Are we didn't to give... assume that this was the same person that was listening through the glass. Yes, got it. And that ransacked his apartment, which was why he brought it there in the first place. All right, Bernie's dead. He gets the book. He leaves. Before he goes to the airport, he goes to a payphone to call Balkan. He finally gets him on the phone. And he tells him, "I want out of this." Balkan's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, among other things, my place got ransacked. Blah blah blah. But now my friend is dead." Because somebody is after me for this book. I got no renter's insurance. <laughs> so Balkan says, this is too far gone for you to back out now. And it's too valuable of a case. And I know you want to stay on it. He's like, how about this? Tack another zero to your fee. And I'll talk to you in a couple of days. $1,000. <laughs> so he asks him, like, where are you? And he doesn't answer and then just hangs up the phone. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> $1,000. <laughs> Getting a hundred. Yeah. You, really, you just realized. How much were plane tickets in 1999? $20? Three. Okay. So he goes and he starts looking inside the book while smoking on a plane. No, was he smoking? I don't know. Maybe. He was, he's, he's on the plane. He's looking at a book. At the book. And he sees a drawing of a guy hanging upside down and who's like draining blood and this is the same way that he found bernie dead hangman but upside down so the first place he lands is he was being bled well he was bleeding out of his like 
either mouth and it like went down his chin or his throat was cut and he was bleeding out of his throat it's a big difference thank you i i don't remember <laughs> okay were you high when you watched no this movie? <laughs> no i was thinking about it but no <laughs> so the first place he lands is portugal the less important place i don't even know where it is <laughs> he goes to a bookseller or sellers because it's two twin brothers who own this bookshop and they are the people that sold the ninth gate to Teffler when he was uh, on vacation. Is Portugal in Spain? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was an island. No. It's a peninsula. No, whatever. <laughs> don't ask me what a peninsula is. <laughs> what are you looking up? I, I want to show you a map. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't like maps. I'm a map. <laughs> maps are deliberately confusing. They should be all different colors every place and they should all be uniformed as the same shape. I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> All places on a map should be a different color. Okay, there's maps like that. Good. I'm glad. Wow, something I learned today. The that one made in my kitchen. Happy. And then all of them should be the same shape. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like they should all be circles. The maps. The places on the map. So every country should be a circle? <laughs> yeah, no. It should yeah. just be a Venn diagram. No, because they, they don't overlap. There's borders. Okay, so how could they be circles? They don't have to be circles. I know that that's not their natural shape in the world, in, in real life, but they should be on a map because then they'd be easier to detect. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> they should be... I'm not doing this. Who I, is they? The countries. They should all be circles. Yes. Even though continents are not circles. Yes. It can be one giant circle and there's Can you draw circles. me this map that you want the map to be? No, because be? I'm not an artist. You can't draw a circle? It can be an oval. No, I'll take it. it could, I would need a large piece of paper to do this. I'll, I'll stick with just trying to have you do one continent of how it should be divided. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I can do that. You want me to do it on my iPad right now? <laughs> no, I don't know I'm if like, you can. <laughs> I have an app. Where you can draw circles? <laughs> Where you can take notes and you can make shapes if you need to. Yeah, I know. There's an edit thing yeah, on each photo. Listen, I don't need to know the Who wheel. wants to see this map of circles <laughs> that Donna envisions all the fucking countries to be? People who are map illiterate like myself, it would be easier for us to know. Like, it'll still be correct in the location of countries, but instead of the shapes that they naturally are, like, who cares that Italy is the shape of a boot? Like, it'll just be a circle in the direction that it's facing and everything like that, but just a circle. You, uh, the direction that it's facing? A circle is the same face all around. Right, so maybe that one will be an oval. Because I know it's like a long piece of land that kind of sticks like this. So the circle will be like this. That's not a circle. That's an, an oval. oval. Fine. I'll do squares and rectangles if you prefer. Then why just not make it the shape that it is? Because that's confusing. How is that confusing? Because... How are circles easier <laughs> than specific shapes? Uh, listen, I didn't know Portugal was in Spain. Portugal is its own country. Oh, so it's not in Spain. It's next to Spain. Well, the reason I asked that is because Liana told Dean we bought this book while we were on vacation in Spain. And he's right now... Maybe he's in Spain. I don't know. I thought he was going to Portugal. Whatever. So, th this is such a waste of my life. So... <laughs> He goes to the twin booksellers who sold the book to Telfer. And they tell Dean, uh, yeah, we sold the book to Telfer, but it wasn't Telfer who wanted this book. It was his wife. She was extremely excited when she found it. 
and he was the one who just paid the money she for it. She wants to fuck Lucifer. So, I want that demon dick. He shows them the copy that he brought, obviously, and they are like, no, we don't believe that this book was forged. We think it's an authentic copy, and he's like, well, how do you know? The so, cover is made of foreskins. Th- no, they basically say, do you know how, how expensive and how time-consuming it is to recreate a book, especially of this kind, because it's so old, there's no way that, you know, it... it it would it would pass as like even a real book right well what paper and whatever the cover is made out of and paper is not made the same way it was made 500 years ago how was paper made in 1666 well i mean there's different bond agents that they use now i mean if you took a fucking piece of printer paper and tried to pass it as a 400 year old (laughs) book i think someone would be like "Uh." no no you just dip it in tea bags yeah 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 yeah. just piss on it it'll (laughs) crinkle it enough it'll be like oh yeah this piss is 400 years old by the way they're also smoking cigarettes while handling this book at some point they're like yeah they just ash their cigarette in the book just (laughs) (laughs) this book is also an ashtray (laughs) the mario brothers tell him that it would have to be (laughs) (laughs) luigi and mario are not twins (laughs) it would have to be a master duplicate if it really was forged because it looks almost perfect he is talking to them about what's inside the book and they're like oh have you found the clues or the riddles inside there's there's small little hints left in parts of the book that you would have to find. Roses now, are red. This Violets is are blue. difficult because... Do you think Satan is circumcised? I'm going to go with no because I don't think it was a fad back in the B.C. times when Satan was, you know, around. That's a good question. Okay. Oh, my God. So when did circumcision become a thing? I mean, it's been part of the Jewish religion for... Well, Muslim, too. So... In the book, there are nine signatures or initials hidden in certain illustrations. I thought it was like riddles or some shit. No. It is the initials of the author, and then he, they show him a new illustration, and they're like, look, here. And they show him a magnifying glass, and there's a stone in a photo, and the initials say LCF. So Dean is like, who's LCF? And they're like, we'll <laughs> you gi- stupid bitch. We'll give you a guess. And he's like, Lucifer? And they're like, yep. No. LCF? Yeah. Lucinda Crawford fuckface. I already told you that the guy was burned alive. Who? <laughs> the guy who wrote the book. He oh, was burned at okay. the stake for writing the book. Yes. And apparently he was in alliance with the devil. Aren't we all? He's then walking through an alleyway and nearly escapes all the scaffolding and pipes falling from the ceiling of this building, almost falling on him. He runs away, obviously, and misses it. <laughs> He's going through the book and he finds more tags by Lucy scattered throughout the book. Uh... <laughs> He's that's, on, what, that's, that's his name now? Yeah. It's Lucy? He is traveling on a train and drinking wine and smoking while handling the book. Always. He goes to his room on the train because it's one of those trains that are traveling. He from has like, his own yeah, little cart, cart yeah. whatever. And he sees the woman from the library and the seminar. She's standing in the middle of this hallway. Just staring at him? No, she's looking out the window and they start talking and he's like, I've seen you before. And he's like, are you a student? And she says something like that. And he Uh says, what student of the devil? He says, what's your name? And she says, guess. Bitch. She asks his name and he's like, Dean Corso. She says guess and he just gives her her his name. How the fuck is he supposed to guess her name? Do you know how many names there are? Yeah, whatever. You can call her whatever the fuck you want. If she says guess. He says, my last name is Corso. It's Italian for run. And she says, you don't look like a runner to me. Or a track star. 
Dean tells her to give his regards to Balkan because he assumes that that's what she's doing. She's spying on him for Balkan. She doesn't know who that is. So they go their separate ways. He then ends up at a mansion in Portugal. It, okay, I was. it's a mansion on the train? Yeah. How did you know? That's where I would want my mansion. What the fuck is that movie with Chris Evans? Mm, Snowpiercer. He's in <laughs> Snowpiercer. So the man who lives in this mansion is named Fargus. He is the second owner of one of these books. The second owner? Yes, because there's three owners with three of these editions that exist. The twins owned the first book that he had. No. Yes. They they had it in their bookshop. They had the set, the same one that he now has. Yes. But they say, okay, I thought they, I thought they were talking about a different book when no, they he said brought that them that they, same book that and they, they sold. said that that's the authentic one. Yes. Or they think he it's said, the authentic yes, one. Yes. Okay. He's, they're like, there's no way that this is forged. Got it. And he sold it to the widow yep. and her and, dead husband. Yep. And then before her husband killed himself, he sold it to Balkan. Got it. And that's why Dean has it. So Fargus, yeah, Fargus owns a second another copy of this book the mansion has literally no furniture in it and he brings him to a room where there's he's like these are my 834 books left out of my collection that once was 5,000 they're sitting on the floor in a sunlit room like what the fuck if you're collecting books that are from the 1600s don't you think that you should keep them in better condition whatever he's also playing a violin Wait, that doesn't matter the books are on the floor too yeah the books are on the floor they're just on like in stacks just in the middle yep is this what the fuck is that movie that I did? Don't forget me or whatever the fuck. What? <laughs> the movie with Ewan McGregor. Stay. Yeah, stay. Don't forget me. Same. Don't shit. forget me. Fargus hands him the copy that he owns of the Ninth Gate, and he's like, "Can I look at Balkan's copy?" So he gives him the copy, and he takes. Uh, Fargus takes the books over to his desk, and he starts comparing. I said there was no furniture. He has one desk in another room, but there's like, that's it. There's like a desk and a chair in every room and that's it. And these are like ballrooms, studies, lounges, drawing rooms. Like it's a mansion. It's fucking huge. So he starts to compare the books. He and likes to dance in every room. He sees that there are exact similarities between the illustrations. Dean wants to stay and compare the two books in detail. And he's like, you can do that. That's fine. But you need to buy your own mattress. <laughs> Fargus says that the only difference he sees in the books is on the outside. On the copy that Dean brought him, there is slight discoloration on the back of the leather binding. But other than that, they are exact duplicates. Okay. Dean takes the books himself and looks at them in another room. And he starts seeing differences in the illustrations. Like there's a wizard holding two keys and a left hand in Fargus's copy. You're well, a wizard, Harry! In Balkan's copy, he's holding keys in the right hand. So it's reverse yes okay like that game know the difference <laughs> spot the difference and then he has a piece of paper that has all three of these copies written on the side so it's like it says balkan fargus and then the third owner question mark no because we know who the third owner is we just haven't met them yet okay so it's the three names on the side he drew a line under each of them and then nine columns going across so it's like a frequency chart maybe yeah so like the so names are on the side he already knows that there's going to be nine differences shut the fuck up yes the names are on the side he's got a google sheets basically <laughs> yes from one to nine in balkan's copy I'm just trying so hard to explain this. I'm trying to he listen marked, to you. He marked... So 1 to 9 is all the illustrations in the book. Okay. He marked on each illustration in Balkan's copy where the initials he found in those copies. Like where it is in so the illustration. So page 1, yes, he found uh, a secret, which was the initial of AT on a rock in one corner. But okay. on page 2... 
the next one in Balkan's copy. Instead, he found LCF. Okay. So now for Fargus's copy, he did the same thing. He marked in each nine columns where he found the initials. And in Fargus's copy, they're on completely different pages. So if AT was in Balkan's copy on the first illustration, in Fargus's copy... It says LCF on the first illustration. Okay. He leaves and there's a car sitting outside of the property. And as soon as he starts to walk away, the headlights turn on and guns it. And it tries to run him over. I do that once a week. (laughs) Then a woman on a motorcycle rolls up. I don't. And the guy gets out of the car and is like staring at Dean. But when the woman on the motorcycle runs up, he decides to get back in the car and he drives away. And then the woman on the motorcycle drives away too. I'm sorry, who drove away? The driver who tried to run over Dean. As he, he got was out of his car? Yes. To see if he ran him over? No. Why'd he get out of his car? We don't know. That's okay. But the woman on the motorcycle is M. We can see her hair coming out of her helmet. Like, you don't see her face, but... So she, we know it's a blonde. Yes. He goes to the bar in his hotel, and he notices M again, sitting in, like, one of the dining areas. So he goes over to her, and he starts fucking with her. He's like, all right, what are you doing here? Come on. And she starts toying with him. She's like, I'm here, learning. And he's like, oh, because you are a student? She's like, did I say I was a student? So he picks up a book that she's reading and Didn't he's like... did she say like sort of or something? Yeah. <laughs> he picks up a book she's reading and, and he's like, is this what you're doing here? And she's like, I like books. And she's like, don't you like books too? Because she knows what he does for a living, but she's not giving it away. So then somebody she's comes... She's following him, but we don't know why. Yeah. So then we see that somebody from the hotel comes over and says oh there's a phone call for you so he's like okay uh can you send it to my room it's balkan and dean says that the engravings in the illustrations of the books of both copies they aren't identical and balkan says i need you to get the copy i want it the second one yeah he's like the old man wouldn't sell it for anything and he's like i don't care get it no matter what yeah basically so balkan hangs up and the next morning there's a knock on dean's door it is m and she tells him she tells him that he needs to go back to fargus's so she's like i'll be waiting for you downstairs so he goes downstairs every time you say fargus's i'm thinking of ferguson underrated late night show very sad when it got canceled so he gets on her motorcycle and i can't tell you if this scene is cgi or not it looks crazy but they go to fargus's and he rings the bell and m says he isn't in there and so he's like where is he and she points behind her wait hold on she's in the place they're on the grounds outside the front of the mansion and he rings the bell and she's like he's not there yeah then why do you let him even ring the bell what was the conversation leading up to the front door this isn't realistic. So she points to a pond behind him or a statue or a fountain, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All the same thing. He goes over and this man is submerged in this fountain with his bottle of brandy and his violin. He's Yo, dead. I was going to say vodka, but you know what? <laughs> same shit at this point. He drowned in his koi pond. So they go inside. Okay, they break that's in. different. <laughs> <laughs> they break in. The I think it was koi. The <laughs> They break in. He steps on broken glass and he goes... Can't get drunk? So, what? He goes over to the fireplace where a fire had gone on and... (laughs) (laughs) It's extinguished. Somebody tried... Somebody! (laughs) Go get her. (laughs) She's dancing like a stripper. Half the book is burnt. Oh, no. The other half is okay. He's able to... They ripped it in half? No. (laughs) It, like, burned. Is it, like half of the book as if you open the book and half of it is gone or is yes, it like half cut of in it's half gone. no it's not cut it was bottom. burned okay that part was right burned. but i'm asking how it's burnt yeah you open like the middle of the book and then like okay 
Yeah. Not from the like floor. the top is burnt and the bottom no. isn't. Got no. it. So he uh, <laughs> goes off to M That's and an he's like, question. Yeah, okay. He goes off to M and he's like, who are you working for? And she tells him they need to go right now because there's a flight. There's one more flight from Libsen, Libs, Libs, Lisbon. <laughs> Libsen. To Paris. So the next scene, they're on a flight together. And he asks what happened back there. And M says, the old man probably caught someone trying to steal something from his place. And now he's dead. Who cares? So they land. Okay, cool. Does he have half of the book? Yes. So they land. And as he's going through customs or whatever, he turns around and she's gone. She a fucking dook. So now he only has half of that burnt book to compare with the book that he has still that's Balkans. He now is on his way to the third owner. And the woman is named Baroness Kessler. He goes there to examine her copy of the book. What type of life do you think you would live if your name started with Baroness? That's not her god-given name that's her title but it's a title yeah i don't know so anyway he comes in and he doesn't tell her exactly why he's there he's not like i'm working for balkan blah 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 he's like i just want to see your copy of the book she says you know it's funny a lot of people have been asking me about it lately she has written many books about satan and other copies of books that have been written about him from centuries ago she's a historian she's a writer she has a lot of money she says that she has no doubt that her copy is authentic the baroness says after tartufo was burned at the stake a secret society was created in his name called the order of the silver serpents it was a coven but now it's mostly filled with celebrities and millionaires who use the meetings to indulge in sexual appetites why silver why i don't know bronze? just remember that the widow has a silly a noodle swinger. tattooed on her booty <laughs> <laughs> noodle <laughs> Apparently, this cult meets every year on the anniversary of Tartufo's death, and one is happening very soon. What's the anniversary? I don't know. <laughs> she knows of the other people who is are... Is it June 6th? No. Eight. Why June 6th? 6th? At least. I went to go At see the remake o'clock. of The Omen on June 6th, 2006. I went with Eight. my dad. <laughs> Why he took me to that? <laughs> I remember when they go to the zoo and the monkeys are going crazy because they sense the devil. Somebody in the back yelled, dude, I know your family was in this movie. <laughs> so... She knows of the other owners who own the books, the other editions, Telfer and uh, Fargus. Okay, I thought we were about to find out there's more books. No, no, no. And this is when she starts to talk about Liana. Kessler says she married the old man for his money to buy the I ninth gate. I thought it was gate. Liliana. No, it's Liana. So Kessler says that she married the old man for his money just so she could get her hands on the ninth gate. And if her husband ever found out what she really she gets up married to... married <laughs> I didn't marry you for your money. I married you for your book. (laughs) If he ever found out what she really gets up to, he would probably kill himself. And Dean's like, well, ma'am, I have some news for you. (laughs) And he tells her, yeah, he killed himself. So then he tells her that he's really there just to authenticate the copy that he has. And she knows that Bulkin is the owner of that copy. Because now that he told her that Teffler is dead, she's like, there's only one other book collector in the world with enough money to to put out for that book. So you can tell Bulkin to go fuck himself. Yeah. So she kicks him out. Technically, doesn't Bulkin own one and a half books now? So the man that tried to run him over earlier is sitting outside of the building. He's just leaving. So he quickly... This motherfucker drove to France? Yeah. (laughs) He quickly walks into a bar or cafe and he stays there for hours until the man finally leaves. So it's dark now. And while he's leaving... (laughs) That whole time he was just trying to get the Wi-Fi password. (laughs) A car starts and starts chasing him again and he walks down the stairs have near the river like you can go further closer the down river? the water yes the sin yeah 
was gonna fuck with you and say the Nile. So as he's walking back up the stairs, because he figures the guy left already, you see him come around the corner and they start chasing each other, each other down the stairs. They fall down the stairs together, and then all of a sudden we see M float down the fucking stairs like Peter Goddamn Pan. They don't see this because they're fighting on the floor. But we see this. She's fucking Tinkerbell? I don't know. She starts beating the shit out of this man. She kicks him in the chest. She starts, like, punching him in the face. And then the guy runs away and gets in his car. And Dean, like, thinks that he got his bag stolen so he doesn't have the book anymore. But she hands him the bag. And she's like, you know, he left You're this. Good. Yeah. So they go back to his hotel. He knows the manager of this hotel. And he asks him to locate Liana Teffler, who's probably staying somewhere in Paris as we speak. And the manager of the hotel is like, absolutely, sir, because he hands him money under the table. They go up to his room and he's staring at, not Liana, he's staring at M's eyes. He gives her an ice pack for her neck. He's staring at her eyes and this bitch's eyes start to change like neon green, like a lizard's. She a lizard bitch. He wants to know what's going... Oh, no, 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 wait. Before that, he she takes blood from her mouth and wipes it on his head. His forehead. Simba. <laughs> he wants to know what the fuck is up, and she's like, someone's after your book. And he's like, yeah, no shit. Then the phone rings, and he decides to take it in reception. It's Balkan. And Dean tells him Fargus is dead, and the book is damaged, and he couldn't see the other copy from Kessler, because Kessler kicked him out. He keeps asking Balkan where he is, and Balkan won't tell him, but he hears, like, background noises that are not New York City, so he's like, where the fuck are you? What kind of background noise? Like, suck the boo. What is it? Oh no, the missiles! <laughs> so Dean goes down back to the reception and he asks if they have a photocopier because he wants to just photocopy some of the pages from the copy that he has so he doesn't have to bring the book with him back to Kessler's. Okay. He goes back to his room and M is gone. He stashes the book behind the mini fridge in his room. Like he takes it out and puts it behind the fridge okay you know what it, it's like in a cabinet type yeah. of thing okay he goes back to kessler's while her secretary is on lunch and he talks the baroness into letting him in by saying he has something for her he then gives her the copies from his copy of the book i didn't mention this but she's in a wheelchair and she's missing an arm i didn't think i had to mention that but i do so how does she does someone push her it's an electric wheelchair okay i was gonna say she'd just be going in circles <laughs> Wait, what? Both go in different directions? Donna. No, wait, both wheel. You need both wheels to direct it? No, I've seen people do it with one wheel. Why are you trying to call me stupid? <laughs> if you're only pushing one wheel, yeah. you're just going to go in circles. You need both hands to go forward. No, you don't. Yes, you do. I've seen them go forward with one Unless hand. Unless it's an electric one. No. They can't. No, you only need both to go faster. You can go at a steady speed with one hand on a wheel on the one side. You would have to grab the other wheel with one hand. To turn it? <laughs> okay. No. No, no, no. Okay, no, you're in a chair. Yeah. Just imagine there's two wheels, right? Mm -hmm. The two wheels are what control you. If you only have one arm and you're pushing one side, where are you going? It's going to go slightly to the right. If you only have a right if hand, I, yeah. it's only no, going to go right. No, so if just... I have a left hand, it's going to start going that way. Yeah, no, it's going to go left. No, it's going to go that way. Donna, if you're pushing the left, it's going to... Okay. It's going to go... In a circle. Whatever. So, <laughs> Dean surmises that all three copies are genuine, but there are different variations of them instead of only one of them being authentic. She gives him her copy. I mean, it just, that that's why I asked you if there's only two different signatures. Yes, it's either AT or LCF, which means that they were collaborators. Well, I'm asking because, like, because it's three books, 
I was thinking, I'm like, oh, there's three artists. So, like, one person did all of them and then signed it in a different no. one. And they just divided up the Tartufo fucking illustrations. I don't know. So, anyway. When he's going through her copy, he finds different... This is going to sound stupid. Different differences in the illustrations. No, that makes I'm sense. I'm good at English. Um, I get it. So, like, in her row now, all of her initials are on different pages. 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 Compared to... Mufasa and uh, Vulcan. <laughs> Fargas? Fargua? I don't forgot. It was AC. <laughs> Isn't it after Christ and Lucifer? No, no, no. AT is the guy who oh, wrote AT. this book. I, I thought, and then okay. LCF is Lucifer. Wait, so AT also illustrated some of them? Sure. Or he just signed them with his secret engravements. Whatever. Engravements? Yeah, that's what they call them. So... He thinks the secret of the ninth gate is hidden in all three of these editions instead of one. So He's, you need all three to decipher? Yes. Got what? It. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> and, but you heard me say that in her column, all of the it's initials different. are different from the other two. Yeah. Okay. So he's looking at the copies. He's examining them. He starts to smoke a cigarette. And finally, a woman has sense. And she's like, I did not say you can smoke in there. That is not something anybody can do in this library. Fucking moron. So Even though it's in Paris. In her copy, he finds a postcard, and it's from Balkan, and he puts it to the side. I can't remember what it says. He found a location that has some kind of biblical reference, and he's like, I got here first. Ha ha. Like, that's what it says on the postcard. The fuck? Okay. So, like the other two, in her copy of the book, the initials LCF show up on different pages. And as he's reading, someone sneaks up behind him and hits him over the head with something heavy. It's not a bottle again? No. He wakes up, and the Baroness's electric wheelchair is continuously trying to go into the corner of the room. And I he, thought it was running him over. <laughs> he goes up to her. He turns her around. She's, She's been strangled to death with a scarf, and her wheelchair just rolls on. It goes into the other room where there is a bitch of a fire blazing. And rolled and rolled and rolled. There's a bitch of a fire blazing. So someone's trying to burn books again? And once again, her copy is somewhere in this fire. So he pulls it out, <sighs> okay. and he runs out goes back to his room and he starts drinking immediately. He then notices that the rag he used to cover Balkan's copy of the book is on the floor. So he goes over to the cabinet where the fridge is. He rips the fridge out. The, the book books is are gone. gone. But just he, his? He still had the burnt copy from Fargus's mansion. He just put that copy in the fridge behind the refrigerator. In the fridge. I mean, at that point, he might have had better luck just hiding it in the fridge. <laughs> He goes to the front desk and he asks somebody there, has anyone been in my room while I've been away? And they say, oh, no, only your wife, sir. And he's like, I don't have a wife. So Balkan calls and he explains to Balkan how Kessler is dead. And Balkan says, well, now that both copies are gone because they've been burnt, we only have my one copy. So your job is done. And Dean's like, skirt, someone swiped your book and I don't have it anymore. Swiping, no swiping. So he's like, listen, if you don't get my book back, I will rip your balls off and make you wear them as earrings. So that might be a nice accessory. He leaves the phone booth and he sees M and he tries to manhandle her and she like rips his arm and like twists it from the back because he suspects that she took the book. The front desk people are like, oh, we're so sorry, my G, but we found the woman you were looking for. Monsieur. Miss G. She's at the Ritz Hotel. So they leave to go find her. And they see her at the Ritz. And she's staying there. No, Tefler, Liana. Okay. She's staying there. 
obviously. And he tries to tell Em, like, you need to get out of here because it might get dangerous. But then she Dude, points she out. Dude, she knows how to fight better than you. Yeah. <laughs> You've been knocked out twice in this movie. She points out that Teffler's leaving. They get into a car and they drive away. So some rich fat dude jumps out of a sports red car, like a two-seat. Sports red car. <laughs> a sports car that is red. Got it. It is a, a two-seater, two-seater, which is a canoe, which is called a... A canoe? It's not a sedan. It's the opposite of a sedan because it only has two seats. I forgot what they call it because you have one. Well, technically no, <clears throat> but it's a coupe. A coupe. I was going to say that. So she just jumps in the car. Coupe, by the way, does not refer to two seats. It refers to two doors. Fuck you. <laughs> so she jumps in the car, Grand Theft Auto style. She's on X game mode and they start to follow them. So she's like literally tailgating them on the highway and he's like, listen, we're going to get caught if you don't be careful. So she quickly puts on like a head wrap and it almost looks like it's something somebody would wear in the desert if they're in like the hot I, desert. I, okay. I get it. And sunglasses <laughs> and a yeah. cigarette. <laughs> And he kind of ducks down so her they don't see him. driving gloves. So she, now she's in front of them. I don't know how that helps, but they continue to follow her. And they get stuck behind a giant truck that won't move quicker. They honk at it and it gives them the finger. And after it turns, they see that they lost their car. So they hit a crossroad. And she's like, take your pick. And he says, no, you. Dean says, you know everything. And she's like, if you say so. So they go down you a road. flip a coin? And they lose them. But then they see a sign that has the bitch's maiden name on it. So they know which way to go now. Her maiden name is Saint Martin. And they're in the town of St. Martin, because I don't know if you know this, but in the olden days, your last name was where you lived or your occupation. So they find a baker and they ask him, you know this bitch? And he tells them where she lives. So they Do go you there. Know the Muffin Man? They find her estate. Some guests are arriving because it's the anniversary of the Tartufo's death. So they're going to have that, that seance. And it, what? The devil sex cult meeting. So the Silver Serpents. The Swingers Party. Yeah. He climbs up a lamppost. The annual swingers party he climbs up a lamppost and he can see that there are people inside but he doesn't see liana so oh, they scale monkey man they scale the wall and they see her getting ass naked in her room and she's putting on a leather robe with like chains or whatever two chains and he breaks the window and gets in and they start talking about the book and he starts ripping up her luggage she pulls out a gun and her manservant comes in the one who tried to kill dean earlier He's the driver? Yes. He punches Dean. Dean has the book now, by the way. She's like, don't kill them up here. You'll make too much of a mess. Take them downstairs. I have white carpets. (laughs) Don't do it here. So they get taken down to a dungeon, and as they're walking down the stairs- Sex dungeon? No. Dean flips the guy over him, and he falls down the stairs. Dean starts beating the shit out of him, like beating him in the head. He's bleeding horribly. He's finally learned. Emma's like, I'm I'm surprised you had it in you. So now the seance is starting, and Liana's reading from the book. Dean does the old switcheroo with the clothes, so now he's wearing one of those crazy sex robes. And he goes down to the party. Crazy sex robes? All of a sudden, Balkan walks in. What is it, a robe with, like, the butt cheeks cut out? It's like pleather. It's like a raincoat, but (laughs) the butt cheeks cut. You Bul- said sex robe. I don't know. Vulcan walks in and he starts yelling, oh, you guys are just doing a whole bunch of hocus pocus mumbo jumbo. He calls everyone buffoons. Okay. And he takes the book back. He goes on stage and takes the book back. And Liana's like, oh, give me the book back. And he's like, no, no one knows of the true power of this book. So they start fighting on stage and he calls her a charlatan. And then he starts choking her. So Dean gets up and pushes him off, but it's not good enough because Balkan finds his footing again and he starts then strangling her harder and Dean tries to take like a lamppost and stab Balkan but M stops him and she says don't let it be so the whole entire let cult is circling this happening Liana is, gets choked out 
And Balkan gets up and he stands in front of the rest of the cult and he just goes, boo. And they all like jump and then they run away. What? <laughs> so he takes the book and leaves. Dean says, what is your problem to M? And she says, he just committed murder in public. I think you're off the hook for all the other deaths. So don't worry about it. But Dean needs to know what the fuck is happening. So he hops in a car Same. and she's like, you're not taking me with you. And Dean says, you were it's working. It's a one-seater. Dean says you were working with him all along. And she says, funny, I thought you were. So now he's chasing Balkan, and he accidentally drives the car. They both thought each other were working for Balkan? Well, Dean was working for Balkan. But he also suspected that M was working for him and following him to, like, keep an eye on him. Make sure. Yeah. But she wasn't, so... Well, we don't know that fuck. Um, I, okay, so okay. it doesn't matter that I know this possibly now. He accidentally drives the car into a ravine and he ends up at some bar in France. Accidentally. But he also has the gun still. He is drinking beer in this place. Wait, where did he get a gun? Liana pulled it out of her drawer and pulled it on them when, when her manservant came in. Okay. He still has the postcard that he found in Kessler's copy of the book. And he asked the barmaid, do you know where this place is in the postcard? So it's a castle and it's like a real location. So she brings her husband out and he comes with a book and he shows him exactly on a map where, where that castle, castle is. is. He travels by different like lumber trucks and then one truck with goats to finally get to this fucking location. Okay. And the castle's like falling apart or whatever. He starts walking inside and up the stairs and he can hear Balkan talking. He has a table lined up and he has all of the illustrations from every book with the same initials on each illustration matching. No, I don't know. He has all of the nine illustrations and they're different ones from different books like from all three editions spread out on a table so he ripped out all of the illustrations from each book sure i thought that dean had no he only has nine on the table but i don't know what's from what edition wouldn't he have 27 maybe he needed all nine pages to have the initials lcf on each page that makes sense that does but i don't think that that's true and i think this movie sucks so okay donna just made the movie better <laughs> Balkan says the enigma is finally solved and at last he has the key to unlock the ninth gate. He looks up and he sees Dean and Dean's like, you killed for all of those copies. And Balkan says, you have the same obsession as me. But Dean says he's not leaving without the book and he pulls a gun out on Balkan. But he trips and then they start wrestling and they fall through the ground or the floor, the floorboards. What? So that is the opposite of trying to be intimidating to anyone. You have a gun on them and they fucking trip. <laughs> Balkan gets up and starts kicking him in the head and um, like kicking him further into the, the floorboards. Okay. And he's stuck. So Balkan's like, you can just stay there and watch. So he's like, <laughs> you're good. Balkan says, you can't come with me. And he starts pouring gas in a circle around himself. He wants to be admitted to the ninth gate and he starts praying to Satan. Then he drops an oil lamp and the ring around him sets on fire. He says he can feel the power and he sticks his hand in the fire and he's like, I feel no heat. Then he pours the gas on himself and he starts chanting. He starts to burn, literally. And he's like, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. No pain. But then he no starts. Gain. <laughs> but then he starts screaming because he does feel pain. And Dean falls through the ground and then crawls back up. It Balkan... was just delayed. <laughs> yeah. Balkan is screaming, and Dean crawls out of the hole, grabs the pages, and picks the gun up and shoots Balkan in the back of the head. The castle starts to burn, and Dean hops back into his car. Not his car. It was the car that was parked there. I don't know what kind of car it was, but he it just was... got the keys. Whatever. He's... All cars are your cars if you have the keys. <laughs> 
he starts to smoke a cigarette and then all of a sudden next to him you see em is sitting in the car with him she she is straight up ghost i don't we can talk about what she is so she <laughs> takes his glasses off his is face is she supposed to be a guardian angel no because she's an angel of satan's so she's a demon sure wait she touches his face and they start making out and the next thing we see she is fucking him in front of this castle bare ass naked in a field both of them and as she's riding him her face is transforming into different faces and then like a demonic while the castle is on fire while the castle is on fire he looks like he's coming in pain but whatever it's the next day and he's driving back with her and she says it's game over for balkan but not for you, speaking to Dean. The ninth engraving that Balkan had was a forgery. So he's like, where's the real page? And he's like, I want it. So she tells him, you're running low on gas. So they pull up into a station. And when he goes back to the car after paying, she's gone. But there's a note in the windshield. It's a page. It just makes me think, it's my engraving and I want it now. <laughs> the page is from one of the pages he had. And it's the Senzia bros. They're the twin brothers who sold the book to Tefler that he talked to in the beginning of the film. So he goes there and the bookstore is gone. It's like all the furniture is gone, all the books are gone. There's just two men there who are working, who are taking out old furniture. And it's played by the same characters who played the Senzia brothers, funny enough, but I don't know. So they're pulling... But they're different people? They're different characters, yeah. Double paycheck. (laughs) Well, quad paycheck. (laughs) He asks them, like, do you guys speak English? And they're like, no. So he's like, great. They pull down a piece of furniture, like a bookcase, and a page kind of flies off the top. He picks it up. And on the illustration... There is a naked woman sitting on top of a three-headed dragon. It looks exactly like M. And he finds the signature, signature on the page. And then we see him walking back to the castle in front of it. But light is shining out of it. Like the ninth gate has finally opened. The end. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is there some trivia on what the fucking ending is supposed to mean? No. <laughs> then what's the point? There is no point. This movie sucked and it makes no sense. Are you ready for trivia though? Yes, because I have to pee again. Okay. Johnny Depp didn't take his usual $10 million fee for the opportunity to work with Roman Polanski. His usual? Yeah. Whenever he makes a movie, he probably makes more than that now. That was his base salary. The New York City sequences were shot in Paris because Roman Polanski could not set foot into America. He was still wanted for his 1977 pedophilic sex crime charges for drugging and raping the 13-year-old Samantha Gailey. The exterior locations were redressed with American-related details, and the skyscraper seen in the opening and in Balkan's office were translite material taken from Manhattan. They were just projected or superimposed. The keypad combination to Boris Balkan's penthouse office and to his private library is 666. Wow. Johnny Depp smokes 11 cigarettes throughout this film. I feel like it's more. Why is that relevant? Because he's smoking all the time handling these old-ass books. Throughout the movie, characters are shown to be violently handling the various priceless books, smoking and drinking, including red wine, directly over them, pressing the books into flat-top tables, scanning them using commercial devices, stuffing them directly into shoulder bags, and just generally mishandling them. Even a novice rare antique book collector expert would know that all of these behaviors are extremely dangerous and can cause irreparable damage to any of those books. Yeah, no shit. The Even o- if I get a fucking Barnes & Noble brand new book, I'm like, ooh, 
I don't want the fucking corners to get bent. The only character to even have so much as a climate-controlled room for his collection was Boris Balkin, while the others just had them sitting in sun-drenched rooms or even directly on the floor. If you're not storing your books on the floor, what the fuck you doing? I keep mine in my toilet. Balkin explains to Corso... What do you mean? My books are the toilet. ...that the ninth gate will conjure the devil... What he doesn't tell him is that according to the inscription, a deal will then be struck. The devil will agree to do or supply anything for a period of 20 years. After that, he takes possession of the person's soul. Furthermore, that person must then spend eternity in hell cursing God, which rules out any chance of redemption. Where the fuck was that supposed to be explained in this piece of shit? You didn't read between the lines, Donna? What the there fuck? There was no fucking... <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? This piece of shit. All right, All right so well, when I'm 80, <laughs> the devil will be my bitch for 20 years? Sure. I can live till 100? All right, I'll take it. So yeah, that was the ninth gate. I wish I didn't watch that. I didn't even rate it on Letterboxd. I still gotta do that. This is getting a one. Fast ass. Yeah, of course. All right, well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next yeah, one. that was a trip. Hopefully, if I'm alive. We'll be, we'll be back alive. in ten minutes. Yeah. I'm alive. Have a good afternoon, night, morning, um, half Evening. night. I need to be. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.